you fully rehearsed and built out a show, hosted audiences, recorded the actual presentations, and it was a musical. People were singing. Thank you. Well, it, it does sound like a lot when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> when you actually list everything that I did, it was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. I'm Brendan Bradley with the Fifth Wall Forum, committed to bringing together industry insiders from the theater and technology worlds to create opportunities for new kinds of virtual performance. And today I'm having a conversation with the one and only Rebecca Evans. She's an experienced designer that was part of Team Windu that didn't actually evolve with their projects, so she went it alone and created her own Team Evans. But first, some quick housekeeping. This week, the Fifth Wall Forum had an extended internal meeting to discuss the next event to bridge the storytelling and extended reality communities to be continued. And we've also begun to overhaul our website to include resources and links for our connector teams and a blog for these weekly conversations. And today's conversation is brought to you by the Fifth Wall Forum Discord channel, a robust community of almost 300 technologists and artists sharing job postings, tutorials, upcoming performances, and the home of Art of Foract Friday, where our mentors and collaborators share artifacts from their work, giving Fifth Wall Forum members a first glimpse at the latest in innovation and immersive storytelling. Find out more at our website at fifthwallforum.com. That's 5-T-H-W-A-L-L-F-O-R-U-M.com. And now let's get to the conversation. Welcome, Rebecca. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Of course. We couldn't not have you on this podcast. All of us have been involved with projects that don't work out, you don't have the resources, you don't have the time, things just don't come together. And you were originally part of a connector team that just didn't have the time to evolve with their project. So you then basically just created your own side hustle. And I just am so excited to hear how Sandglass Tours evolved. Well, this opportunity to be part of Fifth Wall Forum was so cool <laughs> because it allowed me in, to interact with all these amazing people and really just look at developing a creative thing that I hadn't had the chance to do before. So you are a self-proclaimed experience designer. That is your title. However, I believe that minimizes all the hats you wear because you do so many things. You're a performer, you're a straight-up developer. What was your entry point into this XR community? <laughs> that's a that's a great question and a big question. Because my background encompasses, you know, some a little bit of software development, technical writing apps, although I don't consider myself to be a developer, just to be honest. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, I, I wrote my first code at age 10, right? <laughs> but so have a lot of people. So I've been working in alt space. I was doing some stuff with the BlackRock City VR, the Burning Man and virtual reality. Mm -hmm. And I was really engaged there in community building and onboarding people into the virtual experience as I had actually a long time ago <laughs> at, the, at the actual event. Basically, they call them, you know, memory palaces to engage people that have been part of this community and event for over three decades for some of these folks or more. And so there's a lot of memories that are transcendent in this uh, physical space of the desert, but which of course changes every year. And, and it's reproduced in new ways. But some people have the same physical address in this unreal place. And so I thought, what an amazing thing to kind of build some of that and contribute to that community. And from that, um, I ended up getting into a show called Para that was put on by the Ferryman Collective. Oh, yeah. uh, in one way or another, that community of Ferryman has been really um, instrumental in 
in creating this piece and in creating new additional community, just like the Fifth Wall Forum has. So I got cast in their show, Para, and that was a lot of fun. Their show is set in VR chat. And when uh, they went to work on their next show, Krampus Knocked, I decided to create a world in alt space to help promote their show in VR chat to help, you know, of course, let people know about the show and sell tickets, but also kind of find more unique and interesting people out there in the community. So for Krampus Knocked, I developed this entire winter world, uh, which was a lot of fun. We had a bunch of activities. We had snowball fights and sculpting snowmen and the casting crew and producers gave a panel about the show. And that was so much fun. Then all of a sudden here comes Fifth Wall Forum. Uh, and so I said, okay, well, I think I might as well apply. For those that didn't get to see the reveal, take us through your project on its core. Because most people stood up like a moment. They stood up a sliver of performance, like a scene or a moment or an element of the show. You straight up did the show. Oh. So like you built two or three worlds in alt space. You then fully rehearsed and built out a show, hosted audiences, recorded the actual presentations, and it was a musical. People were singing. Thank you. Well, it, it does sound like a lot when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> when you actually list everything that I did, it was a lot. Huh. So I've been able to participate in some really amazing projects over the, the few months just before that, that actually, you know, the line I applied to Fifth Hall Forum with was, I want to find a way for more people to tell their stories. So I was in alt space world building with some friends and in alt space, they call that terraforming, which is you're creating the world in front of you. And it's a collaborative thing. Um, and it's a really amazing and fun thing to do with people. Mm -hmm. And I just had this real moment. It wasn't the first time I'd done it, but at this moment of like, wow, you know, the most amazing experience is to have someone create a world for you. And what does that mean? And how does that feel? All, you know, have been and still continue to be in this time, you know, throughout last year. Or so that was on my mind. People are, are distanced. But we have people who in our society are always distanced. You know, they don't have the ability to connect the same way. And now we have these new, they're not new, okay, but these tools that for more people are more accessible to get to now. So I wanted to, you know, create a story that would give a nod to the artistic experiences and the personal experiences that people can have in a virtual environment. You know, it's amazing for me as one person to be part of this experience, but really this is about how big can we make it and how many more people can we reach? And, and so whatever story I came up with is l less important, I think, than finding new ways to, to connect people and encourage them to do their stories. Right. What do you think the difference is in this moment for the kind of adoption or integration of these tools, admittedly not for what they were intended for? Do you think it's just the pandemic or do you think that there's something else culturally or socially that we've reached that has led to kind of the adoption and repurposing of these quote unquote new tools? Boy, that was a great list you just gave and I would kind of say it's a combination of many things. What, what I think is interesting about 2020 for people who have already been engaged in the VR, AR space, even a lot of folks who are, say, in a 2D Facebook group that's very active, just to get people into a different platform to meet is really hard. So yeah. it's a reminder that not everyone, even if you own a headset, and more people will own VR headsets and be able to use them, but not everyone can 
put something over their their face all the time totally. and i had to remind some folks the other day that you could have the most amazing ar glasses um giving you all the information yada yada but they can be grabbed off your face very easily in a public place or by a child so if that's your window and those are even perhaps your prescription glasses that's a big problem you know so a lot of these things sort of haven't been looked at in a way that's honest um and i think in talking about the convergence of all these things coming together it, we're having new access to tools but we're also having good critical conversations uh that hopefully make people more aware of the issues that come along with it right um like identity and privacy and that was one of the other things that was important to me about this show is that mm-hmm. when people enter the show experience that they know what they're going to get so that they feel safe enough to uh to really be part of the show hmm. so that's part of the reason why i structured it as a tour because most people understand the the metaphorical concept of a tour they kind of get the concept of of what they might be asked to do you know as part of a small group tour you might be engaging with the tour guide that wouldn't be unusual so i felt like that would be a good way to get people into this love story when it comes to designing an experience like this what is your approach or your first step like there's building the world there's building the narrative there's building the characters are there kind of like pre-production thoughtful exercises that everybody should be going through before they even get into space to like design a good experience or think about accessibility to the experience or do you feel like you have to really get in there and start seeing what you as a user would want to experience that's a really great question okay let me try and dig into user experience a little bit i knew that i i had myself only to for sure build stuff so i had to kind of put it into that framework so in terms of asking the questions about what's going to create a great experience for the audience i guess i would say that first i looked at who this show is for and what the overall experience i wanted people to have at the end of it uh, and that included onboarding them and how would they find the platform and how would they get a link to the show or hear about the show there's again every platform we use is going to have ups and downs right but i'll say that uh, testing early and often is great and and that's also what i did so from the first few moments of deciding i was going to go ahead with this and partly because this awesome friend and mentor named brendan bradley gave me a <laughs> thumbs up and said go for it <laughs> So I brought cool. in the Ferryman Collective folks. They were nice enough to come and do an early walkthrough and actually walked through in an early set of how I was going to um, onboard people. And I basically had screenshots on the wall. So you're like walking into a little office and it has uh, pictures on the wall and each one says, okay, now we'll fix this setting and here's what you do with your little settings menu. Uh, and there are about four or five settings that we kind of need people to, to change. As I saw these folks walk through my room and looked at these pictures and these are people who know alt space i realized oh this is just falling flat right away it's really dull and even if you kind of point people to a room as they're sort of before the show really starts mm-hmm. it's boring and dull i said okay we can't have this <laughs> i i want to make the onboarding better so then i shifted the onboarding to the moment people arrive in this tour office for sandglass tours they they are told sort of by the host that they can do certain things like Oh, can you help me look for my purse? Um, it might be hiding under one of those pillows on the sofa. And so you encourage people 
to pick things up and interact with the environment right away. And then also in the finale, when people finish, I wanted to have a really nice sort of conclusion and almost like an after party. So as the story ends, everyone's allowed back or invited back into the courtyard to hang out for a while after the show and perhaps talk to the actors or uh, there might be a performance after the show. So the idea was that you can kind of make a whole evening of it and hang out with people that may have been at other shows that evening in this specialized space. That's amazing. And I actually got to witness uh, multiple presentations of this. I was the unofficial videographer for one of the runs where I literally just recorded what my head saw. And I've never been more conscious of a show because I was like, I can't like tweak or wobble my head too much because I didn't want to make other people motion sickness. I was like, keep still, look where you want to look. Yes, good. All right, follow action. But it made me really conscious of how you took us through space and how you used focus for audio or for where an effect was happening or where you wanted to move us spatially to bring us through the narrative, which was just really fulfilling to then like stand back, kind of put myself behind audience members and let them show me where the action was taking them, which was just a really cool way to like watch a show through the POV of the other audience members, which I think is just really speaks to your experience design. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like coming in each session with the mentors to get to the heart of what you were trying to create and pivoting and evolving as you went? So yeah, actually, let me take a step back because a really neat thing about the organization of these mentor setups was that you might be sort of in almost a group call with uh, your team and a second team and the mentor, and then possibly a fifth wall forum board member. And so that initiated some really wonderful conversations as you got to hear a little bit about what some of your other teams might be working on and some of their challenges. And it was so great to be part of the other team's process too. <laughs> and so Brendan, your, your Artifact Fridays are one of my favorite parts of this whole program. And I'm really glad that you've kept them going <laughs> because even though I was conceptually working by myself, I really felt part of something bigger. And with the crew that I kind of developed, you know, I realized, I looked at my list, there were almost 30 people involved directly on the side, outside of any of the fifth wall folks. And as I went forward, it, again, you know, back to your question about the mentors, uh, it was really helpful for me. We've got a really diverse group of mentors here across the spectrum of tech and VR, AR, Broadway, design. So to be able to ask people these tailored questions, but then hear back other stuff too, um, that was just, that was really incredible. And the first mentor that I happened to meet with Henry Kaiser and what he described is sort of what would be awesome to do if I were a really good Unity developer, but I didn't have the time for that. So actually it's, it's great. You know, you hear a certain thread from someone. And so because of that, I was able to kind of shift my direction and from, from building the Time Tower itself to building the office of the travel company that runs the tours. <laughs> so that's how it all started out. The story built itself around the set. So I was building and just, oh, this is beautiful. Oh, this is nice. Okay, I want to use this photo. And then all of a sudden, oh, my lead actor can appear on this balcony. And then as we're introducing the lead actress... She comes through into this courtyard and uh, then the sort of Indiana Jones thing begins. You know, everything goes awry. And so <laughs> right. once we move and progress through the rest of that set with the audience now um, kind of quasi leading us, 
I present them with three different directions they could go. And so that makes hopefully the show exciting, you know, and changes it every time you see it. And of course in VR, you can change stuff like clues and set props during the show or for every single show, but also in every set that I built, I have kind of a a hangout spot. That's just a beautiful scene. And if people in the show don't really want to run around or look for a clue or interact with a certain character, they don't have to. Um, I want it to feel fun and comfortable and really it's about people meeting each other doing the tour as much as it is about the narrative itself. So I think anybody listening can probably extrapolate that you are one of these rare unicorns that just kind of does it all. Uh, how, how do you kind of project manage yourself in a silo? You know, Brendan, I never felt like I was in isolation. So that's the funny thing. And that's what's so beautiful about this technology and these tools is that I was meeting with my cast and crew and mentors in virtual reality in the set and we were building it right there. So I never felt isolated. (laughs) Um, But in terms of project management, I guess I'll just say I chose a platform that I knew well. I also chose Altspace because of their translation features, which I wanted to give a shout out to. They were really great and enabled the translation feature for me to use as part of the show, um, which is, again, about people connecting across time and space that may not be physical. And so connecting people through language is kind of right on par with that, you know, engaging audiences in new ways and connecting us in new ways. So, and what does that mean? You know, to me, it's, again, a further exploration of identity and how people present themselves online. And this is a whole new thing. We're all learning it. You know, that's what also drew me to Fifth Wall Forum is that um, you have people who are serious and professional theater producers um, with these amazing backgrounds and skill sets. And now we have these abilities to go beyond with theater. Um, So I look forward to in the future, you know, I mean, my show is kind of aimed towards this, but people looking at ways that they can present themselves online, but also look at the options for how they present themselves online. You, you have more options. So in, for example, VR chat, your first time user has a lot of avatars. You know, you can be a carrot or a hot dog and that's awesome. And it's so amazing. And you see so much play in that space, but a lot of people aren't really quite ready for that. Like it gets a little bit extreme um, for some folks and that's okay. <laughs> So sometimes that onboarding needs to be a little bit more gentle. And so Altspace, for me, uh, in defining my early audience, um, it's more of a Altspace audience um, that's engaged and interactive and wants to participate. And is also folks in Altspace, I've identified that people tend to represent with their avatar. They tend to represent themselves for the most part as how they are in their physical life. Um, Sure, you might have some tweaks, you might color your hair, or they offer a blue skin tone, that's fine. (laughs) But for the most part, people are presenting themselves. And so I say to myself, well, we've developed relationships now, especially in the past year, in non-physical spaces. And, And what will that look like going forward as more people engage with these tools. I mean, not to get too meta, like you built a show that's all about creating a collective memory with the audience. And I feel like the actual journey of the show itself is a virtual collective 
memory that you created with all the collaborators you worked with. Oh my gosh, it's so true. First off, folks that were brave enough to say, sure, Rebecca, I will go along with your story that you're making right now. Um, So our character of Spring, the muse, is played by Araya Apples. We have the architect who's played by Krampus of the Ferryman Collective. We had our cultural host, our sort of main tour guide, also known as Clotho, is played by Paige Dansinger. Uh, she's got an amazing background and has actually built her own museums across multiple worlds and guides people through those. So she was perfect. In the contributors, I had some folks that provided assets to me. Um, while I did build basically everything from scratch using the free Altspace World Builder tools, I did have a beautiful setting in Tuscany that for folks who were around during the Oculus DK1 days, they would remember this Tuscan scene. And so Dave Arendash was amazing and brought into Altspace and allowed me access to that. Uh, then I also partnered with Daisy Shaw and Nira uh, Jennifer Brooks on a couple of their sets that they graciously offered that I wasn't able to use, um, but to really flesh out this show. I also got assets from Nira. We had an amazing... <laughs> train uh, let's see one of one of the the sets has this really cool train and western world theme and that was from marcel mr yellow and i got the amazing gems from comfy hoodie and that's only the 3d assets right i mean i, I could go on and on andy fidel from the alt space community also a huge help to me early on because this is what she does in creating community virtually and she's done it for many years so um those are I don't know. It's that's not everyone. I could go on for a long time, but basically to say, you know, it, it is true. I did a lot on my own, and I enjoyed it. Um, but you know, really, it was a team effort. And in terms, you'd asked a question earlier about project managing, and I have had a lot of experience both producing independent shows and working with volunteers. And so, what I try to do is just really respect people's time and only ask them for specific things say like okay would, would you like to come and spend half an hour touring my set <laughs> if they're into that you know at the end of that if they're really into it i say if you would like you know i'll be doing this other thing next week but just kind of to give people the option um so brendan like you were amazing producing the video thank you so much and and there were a couple other meetings where i had a couple folks and then of course one person's headset failed and they couldn't record and another person couldn't make it. And then I had myself as third backup. And <laughs> this is the funniest technical glitch. Um, all of a sudden I'm trying to record and none of the avatars have faces. They're all faces. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Who needs it? It was like, okay, well, people have no faces and I, and I have 10 minutes to record this. So I asked, you know, another one of the folks to record and they did, and they were very nice. So it's, it's always a group effort and, you know, in VR, just like with any other technical tool, you get through it one way or another, duct tape, right? Right. The reason we're doing this podcast is to check in with everybody, but also to ask kind of what's next and what is holding you back? Is there something that we could ask in the community support wise that is kind of keeping you from that next step? Um, you know, what's funny is, is, just last night, I was at this really amazing uh, recap production in inside the set of, of Agrabah, which was produced by a group in alt space. So when we talk about, well, what do you need? Well, for me, um, as part of a community, and we're all developing these new tools together, 
So I have just found it amazing to keep on listening and learning, you know, listening to your podcast and learning from other folks and the discord's amazing. Um, so the, the presentation last night, these folks created an amazing show. They were talking to us about how technically they worked on their new effects, how they had workarounds for audio issues, how they created custom costumes. And so just being involved with folks like that um, will definitely be a huge help. I've also had a chance to see a couple other pieces. So for example, I was finally able to see the Under Presents Tempest and it was incredible. So to learn from those other shows and I was excited to see that there were certain parallels there to what I had kind of put in without knowing what was going on the other piece. So I was really happy about that. Um, it, it felt like a good confirmation that the direction I was taking is good, especially for a piece that does engage the audience in, in certain ways. What I'd like to do in June is to have, kind of as I'm describing, a fun meeting kicking off in, in one of the new sets and talking a little bit about the more open exploratory parts of the show and what kinds of things are going to be satisfying for an audience, um, especially people who may not really be familiar with LARP, but, you know, maybe they're people who've been to a, like a Renaissance festival. So you kind of get the idea. <laughs> you know, you're going to have shopkeepers that, that talk to you and people who try to finagle information out of you. Who knows? Um, Rebecca, just admit it. You're building Westworld and we should all be very scared. <laughs> you, really, you really do that. Um, even so much as I have at the end of the first scene, I had people kind of jump into the portal off of a balcony. And so it would be like jumping off a one-story building. I really thought about that hard. I don't tend to, like, I really didn't want to make people do that. And so I actually created a back door for an audience member to go back down and to walk into the portal so they didn't have to jump if that felt like too much. But that's kind of something else where you go, okay, you know, you want to, take a lot of people through these environments and see how people react and um, other things like engaging people who are, you know, they come into the, the show and you can kind of tell they, they're like, I'm a pro user and I'm going to, I'm going to bug you and I'm going to kind of right. poke you and, and try and run through the walls and do that stuff. And yep. so I can fly. Right. <laughs> I know. Like people do, I know. And which is so great. And so to, to find ways to engage those people and almost even say up front. Welcome to the tour. Okay, I know there's some pro alt space pros here. You know, wave your hand, and of course they'll wave your hand. All right, you know, the folks who are new, go to these people if you need help. You know, we're all in this tour together, and so you kind of get people to think about the other people in the group before you even really kick it off. Um, and so hopefully that'll shape the experience to some extent. It's never going to be perfect, right? And there's that breaking the fourth wall <laughs> or, or in this case yep. the fifth wall <laughs> but um <laughs> oh and something goes wrong for those that want to take a tour or get involved in your journey or help support how do they get a hold of you oh the best way if if they're not already on the amazing fifth wall forum discord um you can always post there the twitter account is at sandglass travel I'll be posting stuff there. If you go to Altspace VR and if you have an account, uh, the main office is open. So you could either go to Altspace and open your worlds and search for sand glass, or you can put in this code. It's a six digit code and Altspace has just created this. So it's like an event code and you type this in. 
in your welcome screen in Altspace, and you can go directly there to the office. And that code is EGJ212. Amazing. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for being on the conversation today. Thank you. I had a wonderful time. If you want to join me on the show, find me online at the handle Brendan A. Bradley or go to fifthwallforum.com to find out more. I'm Brendan Bradley wishing you a happy Friday and I'll see you next time.